Hey everybody, welcome back to the Four Pillars of Life podcast. I am your host, Bobby Bazran. Recently I watched a very cool and compelling documentary on 9-11. And for those who don't know about 9-11, it was the terrorist attack that was committed by Al-Qaeda, led by Osama bin Laden, where they attacked America by blowing up both of the Twin Towers and part of the Pentagon. I think the fourth plane was meant to hit the White House or the Capitol. And I know there's a lot of different conspiracy theories out there that people think the government set it up, how it was an inside job, how the government wanted to go to war with Afghanistan and they wanted to pay the military. I'm not really into conspiracy theories, but one of them was actually pretty interesting, the one about Donald Rumsfeld. He was the National Secretary of Defense. And a day before 9-11, he stands on the White House grounds and he basically says, in other words, we cannot account for $2.3 trillion. And the very next day, that counting department blows up, which was in the Twin Towers. So that one's pretty messed up. In my opinion, I would hope 9-11 wasn't an inside job because that means 2,996 innocent people died for money. And that's pretty fucked up. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about how women in these Asian countries, and sometimes in North America, face inequality and oppression. And what sparked my curiosity was when I was watching this documentary, I noticed how women in Afghanistan and Iraq were being brutally assaulted and mistreated, not by the Americans, but by their own people. And this naturally sparked my curiosity. And I asked myself, why? Why do women in these Asian countries, whether it's Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, Iraq, China, or India, face oppression and inequality? Why are these countries gender segregated? Why is there systematic killing? Why do women have to abort their child if it's a girl? Why don't women have access to education? Why can't women go outside in public without a male companion? And I started reading different articles and blogs and different documentaries I watched. One that really stood out to me was called It's a Girl. And it's a documentary that highlights the systematic killing and gender segregation in the two biggest Asian countries, China and India. And some of the parts of the documentary were extremely tough to watch, how some women give birth to their daughters and instantly kill them by suffocating them, by strangling them, and pouring acid down their throats. There is one example in the documentary where a woman got married and she got pregnant and her mother-in-law and husband asked her, can you check the gender of the baby? And she said, no. They asked her again. She kindly said, no. After a few months, the husband started to drink heavily. And he continued to beat her each and every single night. Until one night, he beat her to the point where she died. So did his child. And just seeing these fucked up people commit these heinous crimes and acts, it just makes no sense. And I kept questioning myself, okay, why? 
why are women in these Asian countries faced with inequality and oppression? And my opinion is heavily based on the dowry system, which is a system where the bride's family has to pay a form of payment to the groom's family once they get married. And that payment can consist of cash, land, cars, animals, houses. And the reason why I think this dowry system places an inequality between men and women is because when a girl is born, the family looks at that girl as a burden because one day, eventually, they have to pay that dowry. But when a son is born, they see that son as strength, as blessings, as wealth, because that son is going to receive that dowry payment and the son can carry out the last name. So right from birth, boys are valued and girls are devalued. And because of these cultural norms and traditions, this stigma has been carried out for generations, for centuries, how women are not equal to men. And it's because of these archaic systems that are in place for no apparent reason. Like in this day and age, you don't need a diary system. When two people want to get married, they get married. You don't have to pay another family to marry off your daughter. That's a pretty fucked up process. And because of this diary system, I think that's why there's a massive inequality between men and women, which makes no sense because if you look at it from a biological standpoint, men wouldn't be here without women. Women wouldn't be here without men. There should be no inequality whatsoever. Both sexes should be treated as equals. It's a basic human right to have equality and not be faced with oppression, not being able to receive education, not being able to go out in public without a male companion. That's a, that's a messed up law right there in itself. And not valuing girls simply because you think of them as burdens. That makes no sense. And I think the first thing these Asian countries should do is eliminate this archaic, outdated dowry system because it's not needed whatsoever and start treating people with basic fundamental human rights. And I know here in North America, women don't face the same injustice and oppression that women in India or China or Afghanistan face. Some do, but for the most part here in North America, we have fundamental human rights for women. But women here still go through their own problems. And those problems are heavily rooted in Asian and South Asian cultures and traditions, how they place such a high value on marriages and staying in these unfulfilled and unhappy marriages. I asked my mom one day, I said, why do these women stay in these marriages when they're clearly unhappy, their husband drinks, they're clearly being cheated on, they're undervalued, underappreciated, and unhappy. And she said the reason why they stay is because their parents ingrained in their minds that once you're married, you're married. Don't look back. That's your new family now. And you stay with your husband through thick and thin, which in some cases is good. You know, you don't want to give up easily on your marriage or your relationship. But some of these cases are just messed up. Why would you want to stay in a relationship where you're undervalued, underappreciated? You are not happy or fulfilled. And you have to treat your husband like a god. In Sikhism, there is one god 
and 10 gurus. And here's a cold heart truth. Your husband is neither of them. But women in these Asian and South Asian cultures are taught to treat their man like a god. And I have no problem of having kindness and giving in a relationship. It's a beautiful thing when two people give. But when one person is the only one that's giving, it's not an act of kindness. It's an act of modern day slavery. And women are taught in these Asian and South Asian cultures to be subservient to their husbands. But you have to understand respect and kindness are a two-way street. That energy has to be reciprocated. And I know so many people who say, I don't want to leave now. I've already been with him for 30 years. I'm 50 right now. What am I going to do? You still have a lot of years left at 50 years old to live. And you don't want to live it with somebody who doesn't make you happy, where you are not fulfilled, where you are not valued. And I know sometimes it's extremely tough to leave a situation when you have been in it for so long. But sometimes you have to. Sometimes you need change. Sometimes you need to have that reassurance and optimism and faith. Things will work out for the greater good. And if that doesn't motivate you, look at your kids. You don't want your son to look at your marriage and think that's how you treat a woman. And you don't want your daughter to look at your marriage and think it's okay to be treated this type of way in this negative manner. You have to make a better decision to break the cycle Or if you just stay, you're going to continue this vicious cycle and pass it on for generations to come. And I'm not saying tomorrow, go get a divorce. Try working on the problem. Try finding a solution. And if you can't, because these behaviors have been ingrained into these minds for so long, you have to value yourself enough to leave. And I know that can be a tough decision because sometimes finances get involved and it's difficult. I was talking to my hairdresser the other day and she was telling me a story about how her friend's husband took care of everything. He paid for the house, he paid for the mortgage, he bought all the groceries, car payments, he took care of everything in between. But after a few years, he came to her and said, hey, look, I'm not happy in this relationship and I don't want to be with you anymore. And her friend was left between a rock and a hard place. Her husband took care of everything financially, but now she had no money, she had no work experience, and she had no job, and she had to start from scratch. And I know a lot of women, even men in some cases, they don't leave because their husband or significant other takes care of the financial aspect of the relationship. That's why I always tell people money equates to freedom. Make your own money so you can make your own decisions and walk away whenever you want to. So you're not living in the hands of somebody else. I have two nieces and I might have daughters one day. Who knows? But I would raise them with the mindset of take care of yourself. Never depend on anybody. Because in my opinion, when a man provides everything, it takes away the independence of the woman. And that's just my opinion. I equate money to freedom. When you make your own money, when you put food on the table, when you take care of your living, when you have your own car, you take care of your kids, you divide it 50-50 between you or your spouse, whatever it is. If you're not dependent on a man or a woman, 
You can make your own decisions. You could walk away from a situation when you don't feel valued, when you are unhappy. And you don't have to stay because of financial reasons. And a lot of women or men stay because of those reasons. That's why I think it's important to make your own money and have a sense of backing within yourself. I just never understood that concept of having one person in a relationship provide everything financially. Because when that happens, let's say you want to walk away. Let's say you're unhappy, you're undervalued, you're underappreciated. You might not walk away because somebody is providing everything for you. So you feel obligated to stay or you simply stay because of the money. But when both of you make your own money, when both of you take care of yourselves, you could walk away from that situation because you're good on your own. He's good on his own. So you're not depending on each other. You're able to walk away from a situation that doesn't serve you. And one of the main reasons why people can't walk away is because of financial reasons, in my opinion. And that doesn't mean you don't help each other in tough situations. It's not like, this is my money. I'm never going to help you with anything. No, have your own account. Let your partner have her own account and then have a joint account. I think that's the best way to do it. And I know this is a bit off topic, but the main premise is being able to walk away from a relationship that doesn't serve you, that doesn't make you happy anymore. And I know that can be a hard decision to make, but sometimes a blessing doesn't look like a blessing in the moment. When one door closes, an even better door might open. And understanding that you can live your life on your terms. Don't listen to your culture, norms, or traditions. Don't think to yourself, okay, I'm 27 years old, I need to get married, and I need to have my kids at 30. Yeah, for some people, that's great. But don't force yourself to fit into this box. Live your own life based on what you want out of life. You don't need to rush into a marriage or have kids or stay in an unhappy, unfulfilled, undervalued relationship simply because you saw that behavior in the previous generations. No, it is time to break that cycle and live your life on your own terms. And I truly hope you guys learned that within this week's podcast episode. And please tune in next week. Hey, came in the game, get money. Flip chicks, whip, get money.